0: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Have you ever felt like you've tried everything to heal from the pain of sexual abuse, and yet nothing seems to really be helping? Well, one of the reasons why most people struggle to break free from the pain of past child abuse is because the techniques out there are positioned as a one-size-fits-all answer. What I want you to know is that there are actually three distinct phases on the path to recovery, and I'd love to share with you about these phases, what issues you must resolve to move to the next phase, and what kinds of support you'll need in order to move forward as quickly and completely as possible. The road to recovery is much easier when you know what stage you're in and what to do next. So don't hesitate. Go to www.rachelgrantcoaching.com/slash checklist and get your nine-page guide today. Now, on to our show. I'm Rachel Grant, and for those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007, and I'm the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at rachelgrantcoaching.com. Now on to the best part of our our day today, which is to introduce you to today's guest, which is Emily Stroya, and she is going to be sharing with us about how to cultivate resiliency after trauma. I'm really excited to dig in and explore this topic with Emily, especially because Emily is an intuitive coach, a spiritual teacher, and author who coaches people on how to use their intuition to guide them through life's challenges for insight, health, and transformation. She is the owner of online spiritual art school, the Intuitive Soul Academy. Doesn't that sound like something you just immediately want to participate in? I'm like, man, that sounds amazing. And this is a space where over 500 plus students uh, study courses with her on meditation, spiritual well-being, holistic healing tools, intuition, and spiritualism. So you can learn more about Emily at EmilyStroya.com, and that's E-M-I-L-Y-S-T as in Tom, dot com. So we are going to jump right into this because I'm sure we're going to have lots to say and cover. Emily, welcome. Thanks so much for
2: being here today. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I love the intro. <laughs> it's so
1: exciting. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Well, you know, when you reached out to me originally um, about just kind of the work you were doing and, um, you know, everything that you that was happening for you, I thought, yeah, I definitely want to connect um, with this gal because I just, there was, you know, sometimes I have this immediate um, connection and I was just looking at your website, you know, your face on that website, I was like, ah, oh, this woman, I love her already. <laughs> and um, and I love that you're working in this realm of intuition. I think that this is a, a really fascinating area for us to explore um, in general, but definitely specifically for survivors of sexual abuse. Because I know for me, that trauma knocked a hole in my intuition Mm -hmm. and in my trust in myself and my ability to connect with my you know what I'm sure we'll talk about all the different ways to describe (laughs) intuition today my gut my instincts my whatever and Mm -hmm. it was hard to come back to that and and learn to trust that part of myself again and and even know what it might mean to be connected to my intuition so I'm definitely um, excited to explore this with you today
2: Oh, yeah, it's, it's a really good topic to definitely really go into, especially with trauma um, that so often is shared is that, you know, how do I know what my inner voice is anymore after after these experiences that happen? You know, it's like where do you come back to find yourself again? Like what yeah. is that inner intuitive, like, space inside of me?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, most definitely. So I always love for my guests to just share a little bit of their journey and their story. So, you know, I know where you are today, you know, working with clients and working as an intuitive coach, and I'm guessing that that's been a journey to get there <laughs> and maybe a windy road. Um, so whatever you feel comfortable sharing, but yeah, i love for our listeners just to get a chance to know you a little bit better.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um well, it started, I'm 32 now, sometimes I forget how old I am, <laughs> um, but I I started a journey of um, finding ways to heal from my trauma pretty young, and I was initially um, around 17 or 18 years old, and I joined the military. And I was in the military, and I started exploring um, religion. I took, like, a class in religion uh, when I was on deployment. And that class kind of just opened me up to a lot of, like, um, the Eastern philosophy, um, mysticism type of thinking. And um, from there, I also started going into meditation and using meditation as, like, a tool to explore, like I just wanted to kind of explore mm-hmm. the realms of my mind, as well as um, kind of find ways to self-soothe. So I was looking for tool to help myself, uh, especially with like healing from um, a lot of childhood abuse. I moved out when I was 16 years old. I was emancipated. So I was kind of like on my own at such a young age and really needed to find answers for the trauma that I experienced. And so meditation and spirituality kind of just, in the self-help world, just seemed like the most easiest way for me to navigate through a lot of the um, emotions that I was feeling and a lot of the aftermath of the trauma. Um, So that's the beginning of it. Um, And then after I got out of the military, I moved to New York, and I (laughs) went to my first psychic medium ever in my life. Um, and it was so fascinating, like, just to hear her say things about me that I felt were very true mm-hmm. and also stuff that I intuitively felt inside of me. Um, mm. but I just didn't know, like, I didn't know that that was my intuition. I didn't really know that, like, the, the feelings that I would get or, um, kind of the just visions or, or physical sensations were actually, like, key indicators of my intuition, so it kind of sparked this door um, and this curiosity for me to open um, to really look at, well, how can I develop this? I feel like I have the same type of intuitive um, thing, you know, and that's when I started taking classes on intuition and I, I had no idea that actually people could, could learn how to reconnect to their inner voice, like this gut instinct that we all have, that we were born with and um, and so that's the beginning of the journey, and so now it's led me to, to doing the work today, and or the work has led me, and um, it's changed tra- changed my life in so many ways, as well as helped me to connect to the sense of resiliency, especially in dark times, mm. um, where I needed I needed some sort of kind of divine answer or this conversation with the universe or just this kind of quiet space that we we sometimes hear people say in the midst of tragedy or adversity that sometimes they have these really like quiet deep reflective moments or great epiphanies that come, and that's those intuitive like nudges that we get from inside of us. Um, so yeah. Nice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Emily, thank you so much for for sharing that with us. And um, thank you, of course, for your service and your time in the military. That's always appreciated and um, deserves acknowledgement. It's interesting to me that, you know, in this place of trying to figure out uh, how to heal and how to um, move forward from the trauma that you had experienced, in many ways, you know, being 16-year-old, 16, 16 years old, out into, you know, the big kids' world, if you will, (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. you know, having to navigate that, uh, I'm just having a lot of, um, I guess, admiration and heart for what that's like, to be trying to figure out life. How do I support myself? How do I take care of myself? And how do I, on a mental, emotional, spiritual level you know heal these wounds that are there and that this path has led you to this place of really deeply connecting into intuition meditations um and and how that all lines up and adds to resiliency i want to really dig into that with you
2: yeah absolutely
1: I think that one of the things that would be helpful, you, I think you said a few things that kind of, you know, start, starts to get us thinking about what intuition is and, and what the cues might be, but I'd love for you to share with us your definition of intuition and what that word really represents or means for you.
2: Um, so my sense and definition of it is my inner voice beyond all the other voices. So and that might sound kind of silly, but Meaning that we have so many thoughts throughout the day that cloud our inner voice, um, what we should do and our responsibilities to obligations to um, just navigating our own inner emotional life, our inner emotional landscape. Um, But somewhere in there is our just us, It's just this, this authentic place inside of us that feels true and is wise and knows Mm -hmm. and can support us in um, navigating life with more grace, navigating life with less stress, less worry or less anxiety to to getting answers from within on also like our healing journeys and, and what it is exactly that we need right now versus what the world might tell us that we should do or what we need to do, like, you're really listening to what you need within you, and you're getting Mm -hmm. this unconscious insight, Um, and sometimes, too, it transcends into the world where you get insight for other people, and you had no knowledge of it prior to, so sometimes that's like people saying they have these premonitions, or they have this feeling that something was going to happen, and boom, it happened and it may have been something that was good or maybe it was an accident they avoided that day going to work or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So it is this kind of just inner voice inside of us that helps us to navigate situations and experiences and also find resiliency in very chaotic and moments of turmoil and challenge. Awesome.
1: Okay, so as you were learning about this and 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 connecting with this idea of intuition as being a guide as being um if I'm hearing you correctly it's a it's a pathway towards having less stress um having more comfort and ease and confidence in and flow in your life, I'm wondering what it was that you did to find that voice. Uh, How do you Mm. distinguish it from all the other voices? And I'm I'm guessing that's (laughs) a very layered question. We could probably talk for like three hours about that piece. Um, But maybe if you can give us a little snapshot or a little insight into what that was like for you or maybe how you support your clients in finding that voice, hearing that voice and being able to distinguish it from the other voices and influences that we have Mm -hmm. around us every day.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so there's a couple of ways. One method that I really like to do with my students and my clients is um, an exercise. And the exercise is first, think about like a situation or matter in your life that is causing some concern for you or is causing distress um, or just something that you are confused about that you need some sort of insight on, but you can't you can't really find it yet. It's not the insight hasn't come up for you yet or you're still kind of on the fence figuring it out. So once you have that in your mind, just connecting with it um, and asking yourself the question, you know, what is my next step here? Immediately you'll get an answer. Um, And so the first thing to do is just write down the answer that you get after you ask yourself what your next step is with this situation. And then the second part of it is then to... Um, take, take a moment to just take a breath and then connect to an inner, um, wiser self, your like inner mentor, your inner guide. So imagining yourself in your most wisest form, um, where you feel at most peace, where you may feel at most center, kind of coming to a quiet space inside of yourself. And imagining that you're sitting across from this wise part of you, this um, intuitive teacher or guide of yourself, and you're you're posing that question to the wise part of you, and you ask, you know, what is my next step with this situation? And then just notice what the answer is, and write that down. And so, and then once you're done, you can just take a deep breath in and, and kind of ground yourself if you want, or... Um, get back into your body um, and we'll, I like to see how people notice the difference is that usually what happens is that you're so much more analytical in the first answer than in the second answer. The, the second answer usually there's a lot more of like truth and authentic mm. trust in, in like what your wise self has to say to you so that's that intuitive part of you. So that's wow. one way uh-huh. And it's a cool, cool exercise to try. I highly recommend it. Just yeah. without, um, you know, the first one is just really kind of going into it with like you're thinking about the situation, you're connecting with it, you ask yourself what your next step is, and then you see what the answer is, and then you pause, you take a moment to breathe, and then you, you imagine you're sitting across from your wise self at a table or something, and then seeing what your wise self has to say to you about the situation. Very different answers. I'm Yeah, right, right.
1: Oh, my goodness. What a powerful um, uh, exercise. Thank you for sharing that and offering that to our community. And I know for some of you listening, there's a part of you that's going, that, I don't even know if I can do that, or that feels really hard or scary. And, And I'm guessing, Emily, you'll agree with me on this, that it's a practice, it's a process. It's something that you build and learn and develop um, and get stronger and stronger at over time.
2: Would you you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do think that being in in a quiet place with yourself um, does take practice. It takes, like, discipline. And, you know, people say, like, you meditate and it's a good way for you to de-stress. But the fact of the matter is that, like, society today doesn't have time to meditate for 20 minutes all day. You know, Mm -hmm. like they just don't have time to do that. So my suggestion is is to build up the muscle of getting quiet with yourself, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's going out in nature or it's going for a walk. And you do this kind of visualization exercise wherever you are. Um, It's a really powerful way to just pause and listen to what really intuitively your body is saying, intuitively your spirit is saying. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of all the noise the, the from technology to social media to our, our responsibilities that it gives us an opportunity and I always suggest to do it for maybe even just two minutes a day. Like right. set a timer on your phone and just do it for two minutes and, and you can even journal it. You know, like that exercise, you can visualize it, but you can also journal while you're mm. doing it and notice the answers as well, which is really nice. I love yeah. that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So along the way, you, you came into this world of meditation and um, psychic energy and spiritualism and intuition. All of these pieces were, were coming together for you and helping you to heal. And I'd love to, to hear from your perspective how tapping into it, intuition helps us build resiliency and cope with triggers and you know mm. navigate those
2: things that are a part of our, our healing journey. Yeah, um, well, the first thing that comes to mind is meditation, guided meditation um, on any particular matter. So whether it's anxiety or it's for relaxation or it's trauma, uh, there's so much out there for particular areas of concern now. Um, and I recommend that for sure. Um, for me, I noticed that I was just, like, I wanted to just strengthen my intuition. That's all I wanted. I didn't really think I was going to be, like, coaching people or having an online school or or teaching. (laughs) Right. Not at that. Like, like, yeah, or writing books. (laughs) Like, I just was like, oh, I just really feel curious about spirituality. I wanted to deepen this inner um, feeling of mysticism. Like, I just wanted to be closer Mm. to God or the universe in a way. I wanted to be closer to myself. So it started with meditation and then it went into doing these practice exercises with other people where you would share like what you feel about their life or you what you sense about um, just, you know, their path going forward or, or you'd pick up on, on maybe something really eerily accurate about them that you had no knowledge of before. So that's like the intuitive side. Um, and, I used it mostly for my own, kind of like I wanted to channel insight for myself. So it was more for like creative use at first. And then in the process, I would notice that it would take me to parts of my trauma. So like an exercise such as the one that we just did could, could at some point take me to my trauma and help me to see my trauma from a different perspective. Um or to see the perpetrator from a very different perspective. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like a way for me to connect with my trauma without having to talk about it at the time, because I wasn't ready to share the story of, like, what happened in my childhood with my dad, who was sexually abusive to me. So for me, it was like these years I spent cultivating intuition and playing in this kind of, like, spiritual... Realm of life. And in the end, like I noticed that it, it brought me closer to the trauma
1: mm.
2: of and that we, you know, sometimes um, in recovery want to avoid. So I ended up doing like past life regressions and, and hypnotherapy as another tool. And in that process, I also found myself face to face with um, the, the traumatic memories growing up. And also, like gaining insight on tools to heal, um, whether it was a breathing technique or it was a new perspective on how to look at my father or to look at myself, um, it was it was almost like this downloaded insight that came mm-hmm. from within me that mm-hmm. I didn't have that I couldn't access before because I was um, I was either numbing it or avoiding it or very disconnected from it. Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, totally so and and therapy i wasn't really talking a lot about it. i would talk about so many other things but not my <laughs> trauma oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> all around the mulberry bush as they say <laughs> yeah yep. so in a sense like i was healing but i was like in a way like it was it was i was healing quietly in in an, a way of like i needed to do this for myself at that time because i wasn't I didn't feel um, ready to verbally speak about it. So I think that mm-hmm. practicing these tools, whether it's meditation or mindfulness or psychic um, exercises or connecting with your ancestors in visualizations or journaling, it can it'd be so powerful in getting insight on a trauma, on you know a family lineage of abuse, um, on ways to navigate your life differently moving forward, finding a day to day practice that brings you a sense of relief, even if it's for five minutes, um, you know, or brings some joy or happiness again. Like all of that can be so powerful, especially mm-hmm. with this work. Yeah. Does that answer your question? So, I, so much and more, which forever. I'm so
1: appreciative of. I know. I love it. I just love it. And, you know, what, one thing that I'd love to highlight from what you just shared there is how this work helped you connect to those experiences, those memories, that those mm-hmm. periods in your life without needing to verbalize it. Yeah, I think that's really important because I know for those of you who are listening, you all are at different stages in your healing. And some of you are in that place where you know it's there, you know it needs some attention and to be worked on, but to verbalize and speak it out loud just feels like it's going to blow your head off. And so we all go through that stage, Uh, so I'm really glad that you're giving voice to that part, and obviously you're at a place now where you can name it, you can speak about it, and you've done lots of beautiful healing work, and what is life like for you today?
2: Mm. So... um... Well, uh, as I was telling you before we started, I'm going to be a mom soon. Yeah, yeah, it makes me very emotional. Um, Yeah, yeah, for so many years, I I was totally just not in a healthy place to be a mom. Like it was really, um, you know, my spiritual uh, relationship to myself was my kind of safe haven and my grace was my like kind of inner home where I felt most safe in the world. Mm. And I wasn't coping well in other ways. So my relationships with people were really hard and challenging and not healthy. So I I kind of only had this part of myself to really nurture as I was in my journey of just trying to process so much compacted years of abuse. So um for today, like, to be able to say I'm going to be a mom and feel confident and, and excited and, like, mm. proud of myself that, like, wow, life goes on, and I get to now share this joy of, of love with another human very soon. It's just such a, for me, it's a big testa, testimonial and testament to my transformation, how much I've grown from um, a 16-year-old trying to find her way. Yeah end up from a very dark place of feeling very helpless um, to having a business and helping people use these great tools um, to help themselves. And, and, and in the end, it ends up helping others anyway. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I'm giving birth soon in six five, seven weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and, cheers
2: to that, Emily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm still teaching online. I still have classes. I I have some programs that are, I help um, teach people how to do these tools and actually do it professionally. So if they, are, they want to go out in the world and help others heal, mm-hmm. um, they learn these tools and they can become like intuitive coaches or teachers. So I do that and I'm in um, therapy still and it's been really wonderful. I've really committed to my process now that I feel so much more like ready, you know, and I feel like that's the part about it in therapy that I avoided was really verbalizing and talking about a lot of these things so, um, so I've been in therapy actively over the last couple of years and that's been so great, I've come so far and, um, mm. and I'm in a PTSD trauma recovery group um, where I get to connect and learn a lot of tools just for, for my own uh, well-being and also I mean it's just it's tough like navigating yeah. little things still um, right. from right. from trauma. So um, these tools are will continue to help me and and my my child and our family. So so yeah. So some right days on. are are really wonderful, and and some days you know I I have flashbacks of stuff that's happened, and I get to learn how to process them and take space from them and
1: mm-hmm. not let it
2: knock me sideways and. Yeah. Um and share the story with other people who are going through their own forms of grief. Um and so it's it's just a, it's a journey. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank you for that, Emily. I'm so excited about, you know, that you're starting a family and that you're feeling mm-hmm. in a place where it's like the time is right. I'm ready. I've got this. I've got this. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> Um, I also love the continued self-care and exploration mm-hmm. that you're in. I think that uh, it's really a beautiful thing for us all to to really hear because that really stands out to me that I often hear from a lot of um, my clients and just people in my schools um, who have gone through abuse and, and, and traumas. I want to give back. I want to do something. I want to take this experience and make it mean something and use what I've learned to help others. But I'm not ready yet because I'm not fully healed or I'm not a hundred percent and listen folks (laughs) there's no (laughs) such thing as being a perfect healer right like Mm -hmm. all of us continue to have things that we work on we're human we continue to grow and transform so we can be in our process and still be of help and benefit to others and I love that you're doing that you're modeling that and walking that walk I think that's so powerful thank you for sure as we start to wrap up, is there any you know message, um, any final thoughts that you'd really like to share with our listeners today?
2: Uh. <laughs> That's Put you on the spot. Go, there's wisdom. So, there's, a, so, there's so many. Yes. Um. I. So, in terms of what I'd like to share with people today is. Um, <sighs> There's something that I realized when I was 13 in, in this journey, and I think a, the message is for me to continuously always share to people. Um, I was on my balcony at night talking to the universe, and I was still living with my parents, um, and I was going through a really dark period, feeling very suicidal and hopeless, and experienced a lot of abuse during that time frame. And the question I asked the universe, I was literally like sobbing on my balcony staring at the stars, having this esoteric conversation mm-hmm. with the universe. And I said, you know, why is why is this happening to me? And I didn't get an answer right away, but then it's something, this, this quietness that came over me and the answer that I felt inside of me was that it wasn't happening to me, but it was happening for me. And it stayed with me all these years to this day. And so whatever... Um, your situation is or whatever you're processing still is to know that that there's always a purpose for it and that you'll find what that answer is and that it never happened to you but for you in some way it will bring light into your life and light into others' lives if you allow it to and it's pretty hard to make lemonade out of (laughs) lemons so I've just acknowledged you for for being here and being a listener and for taking a step in your journey to get support in any way that you can, because support's really, really helpful, especially after trauma, just yeah. any type of tools and resources out there. And to know you're not alone, that there are so many other people on this journey with you.
1: hmm Thank you, Emily, for those words of wisdom and encouragement. And I thank you so much, you know, for being my guest today. And I want to encourage all of you to reach out to Emily. If what she said today has resonated with you and you want to learn more about the work she's doing, the resources that she has available, go on over to her website, EmilyStroya.com. E M I L Y S -S 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 t r o i a dot com and make sure that you sign up for her newsletter and you'll receive a free meditation you're going to get that by going to b i t is and tom dot l y slash meditate with Emily. B I T dot L Y slash Meditate with Emily. And I'll put all of those links, you know, in our show notes so they're easy to find as well. So Emily, thank you again. I'm so glad to know of you and know you're out in the world doing this work and to be connected and have just so appreciated everything that you shared today. Oh
2: thank you so much for having me. Looking forward oh, you're to welcome. connecting with everyone. <laughs>
1: For sure. And for those of you listening, thank you so much for tuning in and joining us today. Don't forget to visit rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and to explore the other resources that are available on the site. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a note if you love what you're hearing, and tune in next time because we have so much more to share. Until then, take good care of you.